Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show. This is episode number 106, and I am coming at you from Los Angeles, California on Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. Uh, today I'm going to be covering the breaking news inside the world of sports, you know, reporting it and giving my take, personal take on each topic or story. I'm also going to be covering the results of the Los Angeles sports teams and uh, 2018 uh, FIFA World Cup. So the first thing that I'm going to be covering has to do with tennis. Serena Williams has been seeded 25th for Wimbledon 2018 despite her current WTA world ranking of 183. The tennis icon returned to competitive action in March following the birth of her daughter Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr. in September last year. Williams played in the recent French Open before pulling out with an injury in the last 16th stage. As a result of her time away from the sport, the 23-time Grand Slam champion has watched her ranking fall, although as reported by BBC Sport, organizers at the All England Club have decided to award the American a spot as one of the 32 seeds in the women's singles draw. Simona Halep, who is the current world number one, is the top seed in the women's bracket, whereas Roger Federer leads the way in the men's draw. Ben Rothenberg of the New York Times provided the seedings in full for both sides of the draw. As noted in the report, the other th- uh, the other remaining 32 women are seated in line with their WTA standings. Dominika Sibulkova, who is ranked 32 in the world, will miss out on a seating as a result of Williams' inclusion. Ahead of the confirmation, the Slovakian made it clear she didn't think seating Williams was correct, per BBC, saying, quote, I don't think it's the right thing to do, said Sibulkova. I think it's just not fair. I've tried and I should be seated. If they put her in front of me, then I will lose my spot that I'm supposed to have. As relayed by The Guardian, uh, Wimbledon organizers tend to abide by the official WTA rankings, although it's noted in their guidelines that changes can be made that are, quote, necessary to produce a balanced draw. BBC Sports' Russell Fuller outlined what this means for Williams and noted the reaction to this decision will likely be varied. Williams has immense pedigree. Uh, The veteran has been a dominant force on the grass, winning the title at Wimbledon seven times, most recently in 2016. The 36-year-old appeared in decent form, uh, at Roland Garros last month, although the much-anticipated meeting with, meeting with Maria Sharapova was canceled due to her injury. So, that's that. Personally, um, my take on this is um, I think they're doing the right thing simply because, you know, women can't really... Con- I mean, they, I guess they can, but once they get pregnant, I mean, what can you do about that? And you know, Serena would probably beat any player on the WTA Tour, is capable of beating any player on the WTA Tour. So, I think she should be seated personally. Switching gears now to uh, DeAndre Jordan and his situation with the Los Angeles Clippers. DeAndre Jordan's days with the Los Angeles Clippers appeared to be numbered. According to ESPN.com's Adrian Wojnarowski, quote, the Clippers and Jordan would work together to find a trade out of Los Angeles, preferably well before the February trade deadline in the event Jordan does exercise his $24.1 million player option for the 2018-19 season. Earlier on Tuesday, the New York Times' Mark Stein reported Jordan has been, quote, weighing, opting into the final year of his contract in lieu of becoming becoming an unrestricted free agent in an attempt to, quote, facilitate a trade. Stein added that the Dallas Mavericks could be interested in dealing for Jordan, although it's currently considered a, quote, long shot to land him in a deal with the Clippers. Jordan has until Friday to make a decision on his option. Regardless, on, on, regardless of the verdict, Jordan doesn't appear long for Los Angeles. The Clippers acquired center Marcin Gortat from the Washington Wizards in exchange for guard Austin Rivers on Tuesday, and it's hard to view that move as anything other than the front office planning for Jordan's departure in one form or another. If this is the end of the road for Jordan in LA, he'll leave as a three-time All-NBA selection and two-time All-Defense uh, honoree. Last season, the 29-year-old averaged 12 points, 15.2 rebounds, and 0.9 blocks over the course of 77 games. 
So that's that. Uh, pers- personally, I think it seems to me that DeAndre Jordan wants out. And it, it, also, it even seems to me that the Clippers wouldn't mind moving on from DeAndre Jordan and uh, starting to, you know, kind of rebuild a little bit. Uh, switching gears now to Paul George free agency situation. Oklahoma City Thunder forward Paul George confirmed he'll decline the player option in his contract to become an unrestricted free agent and will listen to pitches from NBA teams. On Tuesday, Brett Dawson of the Oklahoman passed along comments George made about his impending trip to the open market in the first installment of Paul George, My Journey, a three-part mini-documentary airing on ESPN Sports Center. Quote, I hope I make the majority of the people happy, he said, but ultimately it's my decision and I want to be the happiest I can be with that decision and I'm excited. I'm excited to go through this journey. The 28-year-old California native called the entire situation, quote, overwhelming and said there are, quote, a lot of different factors that will go into his final decision per Dawson. Quote, here they, have, here they have made a huge risk in trading for me, knowing I have one year on my deal, George said about the Thunder, but I felt I didn't finish as strong as I could have. Just knowing you left something on the table, even to this point now, it weighs on me. He didn't provide any clues about which teams could challenge OKC for his signature. The Los Angeles Lakers have been the most frequently speculated landing spot for the five-time All-Star. Uh, covers noted Tuesday the Lakers are the favorites at minus 150 to sign George, followed by the Thunder at plus 175 and the Los Angeles Clippers at plus 575. Quote, I would say almost everybody in this league would love to play at home, George told reporters in April. I won't say that's a lie. Everybody would love to play for their home in one way or another, but that won't be the only option for, for why I want to go somewhere. Is because it's home, not at all. His signing with the Lakers early in free agency could also bolster the team's chances in the LeBron James sweepstakes by giving the youthful roster more star power. So that's that. This is all very interesting. And I, I hope as a Lakers fan that Paul George will sign with the Lakers and then LeBron will follow suit and maybe trade for Kawhi Leonard. We'll see. Uh, switching gears now to um, college football, former Baylor athletic director um, Ian McCaw said in a deposition that the university orchestrated, quote, an elaborate plan that essentially scapegoated black football players and the football program for being responsible for what was a decades-long university-wide sexual assault scandal, according to Philip Erickson of the Waco Tribune-Herald. McCaw, who resigned from the school in May 2016 after 13 years as athletic director, did so because he, quote, did not want to be part of some Enron cover-up scheme per a motion filed in the Waco U.S. District Court on Wednesday. The deposition came as part of the Title IX lawsuit filed against Baylor for 10 women who said they were sexually assaulted while attending the university. McCaw claimed the school's uh, regents released a, quote, phony 13-page report of the university's findings after an investigation into sexual assault at the school, adding that Baylor regent... Um, J. Kerry Gray was tasked with writing a, quote, false and, quote, misleading finding of fact skewed to make, uh, to, make the, to make the football program look bad and cover up the campus-wide failings. Baylor responded to McCaw's statements per David Smoke of ESPN, saying, quote, the plaintiffs' as counsel have grossly mischaracterized facts to promote a misleading narrative in an effort to deflect attention away from the actual facts of the case pending before the court. Baylor has com- com- uh, compiled and will continue to simply with and will continue to simply with all court rules in this case. We will, maintain, we will maintain our diligent efforts to keep discovery focused on this specific case while steadfastly protecting the privacy of our students and their records that are uninvolved in this matter. As permitted by the court's rules, Baylor will, um, Baylor will be filing a written response to the plaintiff's motion. Much of the testimony of Mr. McCaw that is selectively quoted in the motion is based on speculation, hearsay, and even media reports. 
The university ultimately uh, fired head football coach Art Bryles and President Ken Starr amid the scandal in which it was discovered by Philadelphia law firm Pepper Hamilton that administrators, quote, directly discouraged women from reporting instances of sexual assault and that the football program failed to, quote, identify and respond to a pattern of sexual violence by a football player per SI.com. The Pepper Hamilton report also added, quote, in certain instances, including reports of a sexual assault by multiple football players, athletics and football personnel affirmatively chose not to report sexual violence and dating violence to an appropriate administrator outside of athletics. In those instances, football coaches or staff met directly with the complainant and or patient of a complainant and did not report the misconduct. But McCaw said former Baylor police chief Jim Doak discouraged and ignored reports of rape during his time at the school, adding that, quote, a Baylor police dispatcher once put a woman reporting that she had been raped on hold to order himself a meal, according to Erickson. McCaw noted that the cover-up was orchestrated to avoid negative PR. Quote, it's bad for business, it's bad for Baylor's brand, bad for admission, bad for tuition revenue, he said. And obviously, you know, Baylor is heavily reliant. It does not have a large endowment, so it's heavily reliant on tuition revenue. So if there's a dip in admissions, a dip in tuition revenue, that se se severely affects the university. McCaw has claimed he found out about the sexual assault allegations through the media, uh, though a civil suit against the school and the Pepper Hamilton report contra contradict those statements per a report from Andy Staples of SI.com in May of 2017. Quote, according to the newest suit, Macau was alerted uh, to the gang rape allegation in 2013, about a year after the incident that prompted it. According to filing by members of Baylor's Board of Regents in response to a suit filed by one of the staffers filed, fired in the wake of the scandal, the investigation by, by law firm Pepper Hamilton, Hamilton found that Macau claimed to Baylor's Title IX coordinator in 2015 that he hadn't been alerted to any accusations of going of gang rapes by football players. In that same filing, McCaw also is accused of texting, quote, that would be great if they kept it quiet, to Bryles with regard to a police investigation, which was kept quiet, into a Baylor football player accused of assaulting and threatening a non-athlete in a different case. So I'm not going to give my take on this. Uh, switching gears now, back to the NBA. This has to do with Michael Porter Jr. of the uh, Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. is ready to make a statement to all the teams that questioned his health and caused him to fall to the Denver Nuggets with the number 14 pick in the 2018 NBA draft. During Wednesday's episode of the Dan Patrick Show, the Missouri product said he is looking forward to showing all the doubters why they are wrong. Quote, no doubt, Porter said via Brandon Vogt of SB Nation's Denver Stiffs, when you're drafted number one, all you can do is prove every everybody right. But being drafted at 14, I get to prove everybody wrong, so that would be really fun, and I can't wait to do that. Porter was limited to only three games during his only college season after suffering a back injury in November that required um, microdisectomy of the L3 and L4 spinal discs. The 19-year-old uh, was able to return for Missouri's final two games, an SEC tournament quarterfinal, and the first round of the NCAA tournament. He played 51 minutes and scored 28 points over those games. ESPN's Jonathan Javoni noted prior to the draft that Porter was uh, falling because teams were concerned about his long-term future. Porter was the nation's number two recruit coming out of high school last year per 247 Sports. He was a near-unanimous choice to be the top pick in the 2018 draft before his injury. The Nuggets were able to get Porter with the final pick of the lottery, and he will look to lead the franchise back to the postseason for the first time since 2012-13. So that's that. Personally, I think this is... Uh, I love his confidence, and I love that he's ready to prove people wrong, and he looks like... It feels like he's uh, pretty hungry to do, to do well in the NBA and prove his doubters wrong. Switching gears now to Becky Hammond. The San Antonio Spurs announced Wednesday that assistant coach Becky Hammond has been promoted. Hammond will assume the role vacated by James Borrego, who was hired to be the Charlotte Hornets' new head coach on May 10th. 
As ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski put it, Hammond was promoted to the, quote, front of the bench. The 41-year-old Hammond has been part of San Antonio's coaching staff since head coach Greg Popovich hired her in 2014. She was the first full-time female coach to collect a salary in NBA history. Hammond notably led the Spurs to a title in the 2015 Las Vegas Summer League. The six-time WNBA All-Star landed an interview with the Milwaukee Bucks for their vacant head coaching job this offseason, according to Wojnarowski, before they hired Mike Budenholzer. Hammond appears to be on the radar as a future NBA head coach, and her promotion led Chris Mannix of Yahoo Sports to wonder if she could eventually uh, be Popovich's replacement in San Antonio. Two weeks ago, Wojnarowski reported that Popovich isn't expected to coach in the league beyond 2020, which is the year in which he will lead the United States men's basketball team at the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. He added that Popovich could spend 2019-20 preparing for that, meaning next season could be his final campaign on the Spurs' sidelines. San Antonio has made 21 consecutive playoff appearances and won five championships under Popovich, and he boasts a career coaching record of 1,197 and 541. If the Spurs do look for an in-house replacement, Edward Messina is also a possibility as he was the acting head coach during the 2018 playoffs when Popovich took a leave of absence following the death of his wife. So that's that. Um, personally, this is... Um, I, I love that they're promoting her and this is uh, they're uh, making all the right decisions. Switching gears now to the MLB. Uh, this has to do with Manny Machado. Baltimore Orioles shortstop Manny Machado publicly apologized for not hustling when he hit into a double play during Tuesday's 3-2 loss against the Seattle Mariners. Quote, at the end of the day, there's no excuse for not running it out, Machado said per Edward, Eduardo A. Encina of the Baltimore Sun. I took full responsibility for that not running. I should have run hard. It looks bad. It looks bad for people who follow me, people who look up to me, and I fully apologize for letting people down, but next time I'll run. There's no excuse for that. Machado casually trotted as the double play was completed, during which a run scored, added that he didn't think he would have safely reached first base even if he had been running at full speed, but the fans who rained down a, a chorus of boos after the play didn't seem to care. The all-star shortstop said he didn't notice the fans' reaction. Quote, I don't hear that. I don't hear any of that. He said, I'm really trying to be in the zone. I'm trying to win, trying to win games. I'm trying to block that out. That's what you have to do when you're in the big leagues. You can't hear the boos. You can't hear people cheering for you either. You have to keep yourself on that field and let your play dictate everything else. Baltimore fans may be a bit raw when it comes to Machado these days as rumors continue to circulate that he'd be traded in the summer. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported Wednesday that the Los Angeles Dodgers were, quote, poised to land Machado and, quote, clear front favorites in that pursuit. Other clubs, including the Arizona Diamondbacks, Atlanta Braves, Chicago Cubs, Philadelphia Phillies, and St. Louis Cardinals have been linked to the star infielder per Daniel Kramer of MLB.com. It's no surprise teams uh, around the baseball are clamoring to land Machado. The 25-year-old is hitting 301 with 19 home runs and 55 RBIs this season, and he's already a three-time All-Star and two-time Gold Glove winner. He'll be one of the top free agents in baseball this winter, alongside Bryce Harper and, and could ink a deal worth over $300 million. But it's also no surprise that Orioles fans may be, uh, you know, not cutting him any slack as his days in Baltimore are almost surely no, uh, numbered. So personally, I like that he apologized, and I believe, I hope that the Dodgers will trade for him to try to win the World Series this year. Switching gears now back to the NBA. This has to do with Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner. Adam Silver reportedly will remain the NBA commissioner for at least the next six seasons after agreeing to a contract extension on Wednesday. According to Yahoo Sports, Shams Jernia Silver has signed a new deal that will run through the 2023-24 season. Silver took over as commissioner on February 1, 2014 from David Stern, who retired after serving the role for 30 years. Under Silver's watch, the NBA has, been a stark, has seen a stark uh, ratings increase, with the average telecast up 8% from 2016-17 to 2017-18. The league also generated a record $7.37 billion in revenue during the 2016-17 season. 
Silver, along with MBPA Executive Director Michelle Roberts, agreed to terms on a seven-year collective bargaining agreement in 2016 that could lead to 13 years of labor peace between the owners and players since the lockout in 2011. So that's that. Switching gears now to the NFL. This has to do with the body found at, at uh, Janoris Jenkins' house. Um, William Jenkins, the brother of the New York Giants cornerback Janoris Jenkins, has been charged with aggravated manslaughter in the death of Roosevelt Green. According to Bergen County Prosecutor's Office, William is in custody after he was arrested in Ontario County, New York. NFL Network's Tom Pellicero reported Jenkins was initially taken into custody for a parole violation. Jenkins' arrest comes one day after police in Bergen County announced they were investigating the discovery of a body which was later identified as Reen's. The Bergen County Prosecutor's Office via ESPN.com uh, confirmed Rene was a family friend of William and Janoris. William was later listed as a, quote, person of interest, according to TMZ Sports. Citing multiple sources, ESPN's Justina Anderson reported Janoris, who is in Florida, is, quote, good and, wait and quote, waiting for the legal process to play out. So that's that. I'm not going to give my take on this. Switching gears back to the NBA. Uh, this has to do with Kendrick Perkins and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers are reportedly using Kendrick Perkins' contract as a potential tool to upgrade the roster in an effort to keep LeBron James. Per ESPN.com's Dave McMenamin, the Cavs are exercising Perkins' 2018-19 um, option worth $2.5 million in a, quote, salary cap ploy to combine his money with an existing contract on the roster to explore trade possibilities. James has until Friday to decide if he will exercise his $35.6 million option for next season or become a free agent to explore the market. Per ESPN.com's Ramona Shelburne, if James does, does opt out, he has, quote, no intention of hearing elaborate pitch meetings from interested suitors, as I already covered. McMenamin noted Perkins' salary is not guaranteed for the time being, but the Cavs would have to guarantee it to use it in a potential trade. The Cavs signed Perkins, who retired from the NBA G League's Canton, uh, charged in February on the final day of the season. The 33-year-old scored three points in the season finale against the New York Knicks, but he wasn't used in any of Cleveland's 22 postseason games. So that's that. Um... Switching gears now to the Los Angeles Lakers and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, this is interesting. The Los Angeles Lakers aren't ready to give up in, on, in their pursuit of San Antonio Spurs superstar Kawhi Leonard. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Brian Winhorst, and Ramona Shelburne reported early Wednesday that Los, that Los Angeles is making a push to trade for Leonard before Friday when LeBron James has to, has to decide whether to accept his player option or become a free agent. On Wednesday night, Shelburne reported the Lakers, quote, re-engaged the Spurs Wednesday in aggressively pursuing Leonard. Quote, this is the first contact between the teams since the Spurs sh shut the door on them after an initial call, Shelburne added. Per Shelburne, Winhorst, and Wojnarowski, the Lakers are exploring the market for an additional first-round pick they can include in a package. Also, the team has yet to sign num number 25 overall pick Mo Wagner to a contract, as the rules would not allow him to be traded for the first 30 days after he does sign his rookie-scale deal. Yahoo Sports' Shams Chernia reported earlier this month that Leonard wants out of San Antonio because of the, quote, mistrust that formed from the way the organization handled his quad injury this past season. He was limited to only nine games in the in 2017-18 and sat out at the playoffs. But Jarowski followed up by noting the Los, that, Los Angeles, that the Los Angeles native wants to play in his hometown, preferably for the Lakers. The Lakers are viewed as one of the favorites to land James should he elect to become a free agent. However, the four-time NBA MVP may not be willing to make the move to, the, to, L, uh, to LA alone. ESPN reported Wednesday that Paul George is no longer viewed as a lock to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder, which means the Lakers may not be able to wait until next summer for Leonard, who can opt out of his contract in 2019, to convince James to sign with them. 
Uh, Lakers president of basketball operations Magic Johnson said Tuesday that he would step down if the Lakers don't acquire a top free agent within the next two summers, per Bleacher Report's Eric Pincus. A trade for a star would also suffice. It's unclear whether San Antonio would indeed trade the two-time All-Star to Los Angeles. According to Sam Amick of USA Today, San Antonio does not want to trade Leonard within the Western Conference. However, if the two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year makes it clear he won't sign a long-term deal with any other team, the return package would likely be limited, which means uh, the Lakers may may be able to put the best offer on the table. The Spurs do not have to rush. The Spurs don't need to rush to make a deal as they could potentially wait until the trade deadline in February before pulling the trigger. On the other hand, the Lakers are apparently feeling pressure to find a way to lure James or George or both to Los Angeles. If San Antonio is willing to listen, the next two days could go a long way toward dictating how free agency plays out. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'm very nervous and excited to see how this will play out. Switching gears now to uh, DeAndre, back to DeAndre Jordan. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks thought... Uh, that they had uh, DeAndre Jordan back in the summer of 2015, and now three years later, they are looking to finally make it happen. Mark Stein of the New York Times reported on Wednesday that the Mavericks are actively in trade talks with the Los Angeles Clippers to try to land Jordan this week before free agency begins on July 1st. The All-Star Center has to make a decision on his $24.1 million player option by Friday, and opting in could help facilitate a trade to Dallas. If no agreement on a trade can be reached, he could still join Dallas by opting out of his deal and signing in free agency. Stein notes that the Clippers have given Jordan and his agent permission to explore the trade market. Uh, Jordan has verbally uh, Jordan has verbally agreed to sign with the Mavericks during their uh, moratorium period in 2015, but after giving Mark Cuban and Co. his word, he had, he had a change of heart. That set off one of the most bizarre free agent fiascos as ESPN.com's Ramona Shelburne and Tim McMahon detailed in the history of sports. After all, who could forget the emo- emoji war of 2015? In the end, Jordan re-signed with the Clippers, spurning Cuban and the Mavs. That led to a public apology from Jordan. That apology didn't land uh, with Cuban via McMahon and ESPN.com's Kevin Arnovitz. Quote, when is an apology not an apology? When you didn't write it yourself? Next. The Mavericks owner would also go on to make it clear that business isn't always easy. Look, guys, S happens, right? This is business. This is the real world. You move on. There's lots of guys that haven't played for the Mavericks that are in the NBA. Cuban has apparently moved on and once again wants to get Jordan in a Mavs uniform. When Jordan re-signed with Los Angeles, the Clippers were legitimate contenders. However, both Chris Paul and Blake Griffin have been traded in last year, leaving Jordan as the lone cornerstone remaining. Now it might be time for the two sides to go their separate ways, and as I said, I believe they should. Now switching gears to uh, LeBron James as and his free agency situation. The Los Angeles Lakers have reportedly upped their aggression in trade talks for Kawhi Leonard because acquiring the two-time defensive player of the year would, quote, likely clinch, signing LeBron James as a free agent. Ramona Shelburne, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Brian Winters of ESPN reported the latest in Intel negotiations Wednesday, which have ramped up over the last 24 hours. The Lakers are under pressure to get a deal done quickly because LeBron has until 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time Friday to decide whether to decline his player option with the Cavs to become an unrestricted free agent. James's timetable has been um, has sped up. Uh, has has sped everything up since he reportedly wants to make his free agency decision by early July. In 2010 and 14, LeBron kept the entire NBA waiting for more than a week before making his announcements. Acquiring Leonard has become increasingly imperative for the Lakers as Paul George has seemingly uh, warmed to the idea of staying in Oklahoma City. George has been borderline uh, sharpening to the Lakers' plans for more than a year at this point. A notion the All-Star swingman has done little to refute. However, the Thunder made a strong pitch to George during the 2017-18 season and seemed to be um, coalescing before Andre Robertson went down with the season-ending ruptured patellar tendon. 
It's hard to see James leaving Cleveland for Los Angeles without another star in place. The Lakers can offer San Antonio a package that includes Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and Picks. It's unclear if that will be enough, or even if the Lakers are willing to sink that deep into their war chest. A core of James and Leonard wouldn't, uh, won't be enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. It's a good start, but James would be facing a similar uphill battle to the one he has in Cleveland. The Lakers would quickly have to run round out the roster with, with capable role players if George does not come along. But if the Lakers can make the LeBron, Kawhi, George fever dream happen, the 2018-19 season could get very interesting. So, that's that. I mean, I'm, as a Lakers fan, this is extremely exciting considering how bad the Lakers have been. So, switching gears now uh, to the LA sports teams now. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers beat the Chicago Cubs today, 7-5, to so they took Game 3. Um, out of you know that series, and the next game is tomorrow at twelve ten p.m. Pacific, three ten p.m. Eastern against the Cubs. The finale of that series, and also the Dodgers improved to forty three and thirty six, and the Cubs fall to forty three and thirty five. So that's that. Now the Los Angeles Angels, on the other hand, they played the Boston Red Sox and lost nine to six. So the Angels have been losing. Taking a look at them, will be standings. The Dodgers are two and a half games behind the uh, first place Diamondbacks. Two games ahead of the third-place Giants, and the Angels in the AL West are two games behind the third-place Athletics, um, nine games behind the second-place second Mariners, and 12 and a half games behind the first-place Astros. So that's that. Now, the LA Galaxy, the Galaxy's next game is Saturday, uh, June 30th at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern against the San Jose Earthquakes, and LAFC's next game is Saturday, June 30th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern against the Philadelphia Union. Now covering uh, the results of the World Cup from uh, today. Uh, there were some good matches today. Uh, so first of all, Sweden beat Mexico 3-0. So Sweden advances to the last 16 and so does Mexico. Or, excuse me, no, Sweden does not advance, sorry. Um, but Mexico does advance. Uh, South Korea beat Germany 2-0 in a shocker. So Germany is eliminated. eliminated. They don't make the last 16. It's the third World Cup in a row where the defending champion um, did not make, uh, you know, the last sixteen in twenty in twenty four uh, in twenty fourteen. Uh, Spain, who won in two thousand ten, uh, did not make the last sixteen, and in two thousand ten, Italy, who won in two thousand six, did not make the last sixteen. So also Switzerland and Costa Rica tied two two. So Switzerland advances. Costa Rica is eliminated, and Brazil. Uh, beat Serbia 2-0, so Brazil advances to the last 16 as well. So that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports Show. Thank you for listening, uh, and I'll see you guys on episode number 107, which will be recorded and released on Thursday, June 28th, 2018. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys then.